champion here. Christian and King, weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. What do you need? What do you want? Can I not just live here without having to occasionally deal with you animals? Now, here's Christian Arcan and Tom King. Number two here, it's Christian King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Good to have you with us here on this uh, Thursday afternoon. Yeah, but you know, it's in November, you just don't get those sunny days that last all day. No, it's been warm, but it hasn't been yeah, exactly. sunny yeah, for very yeah, long. That warmth is going to change. It's going to be colder starting next week. I know, but we're almost into week. December, and it's still like in the yeah, 60s. I don't, like, I don't like this. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. The other shoe? Yeah, like the other snowflake to yeah. drop. You know what I mean? Like the other blizzard? Yeah. I remember two years ago. That was brutal. Mm-hmm. Two years ago was absolutely brutal. Yes, it was. Uh, last year was... Mm. Last year, snow-wise? Well, it was easy. Yeah. That's why. I mean, but two years ago, the winter was brutal, but even uh, we got a sneak peek with the Thanksgiving, and that was just torture. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. power went out and everything else. Yeah. Um, the uh, Bruins are back in action tonight. We haven't talked about them in a while, so we'll get to that this hour uh, as they will be without David Posternock. That's uh, just news that came down through the wire. I'm not sure what's wrong with him, but he won't be playing tonight. Uh, the Celtics last night beat a Dirk nowitzki Dallas Mavericks team. I was wondering about that. I was on NC New. Yeah, I was wondering where, where Nowitzki Another big was game there from uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas, but a game that was not the most. I mean, at halftime, it was they ugly. It was 39-34 Ugly. at the half. Ugly. Yeah. It was just it was hideous is what it was. And that's in the, the fourth thing. quarter, see, Isaiah Thomas scored 22 points. So, see, I mean, that's it was, the other they thing. Strong, I don't but. see the Celtics team putting up a lot of points every game either. They're not. You know, you know they yeah. don't have scores. We always said, what do they lack? Right? Secondary scoring. Right. Yeah. Scorers, you know? Mm-hmm. They're averaging 106 points per game. That's 13th. Uh, and they're allowing 105.8 points per game. That's 19th. So they're actually a better scoring than defensive and team And in right my now. mind, if I think about the NBA over the last 20 years, the point totals are up for a lot of teams. In my mind, the defense is, is, is down. Mm. Because I, I go back, and what I'm doing is I'm hearkening back to the, the Riley, Nick days, and the yeah. Phil Jackson Bulls days, and everything else, when teams... You know, when an NBA game was, you know, so, there wasn't uncommon to have an NBA game 85-80, you know, like a yeah. college game, you know. wasn't uncommon to see that. Now you don't see it that much anymore. It's true, you don't. And I, I think it's because the, the league has de-emphasized defense, and now teams are just trying to fly up and down the court and score a lot. I'm going to try and put this in the most positive spin that I can, and I actually don't think it's too far off. I don't think I'm being a real homer when I say this. But Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley are playing fantastic basketball right now. Isaiah yeah. Thomas had 22 points they're, in the fourth quarter. keeping this team He afloat. was great. Avery Bradley had 18 points and 13 rebounds last yeah, night. Another, call, re- another big him. rebounding night for Avery Bradley. Avery Rodman is No kidding, exactly. Yep. No, he's, I, I just, he's a monster on those yep, boards. And that's good to have. You know, yeah. That's really good to have. You get a guard who can rebound like that, that's super. It is, but that's it. 
I mean, that's that's who's contributing. That's who you're getting. Well, we talked about it before. You don't have all Hor- We, we want to see what Horford exactly. does and in this thing. Two, uh, this two-thirds team. of your front quarter out with injuries. Right. So. so, you don't, you know, and, and, and the thing is with Horford, you don't know when he's going to be back. I mean, Crowder, you probably figure in a week. Right. But Horford, you don't know. I actually think Crowder's going to be a bigger impact than Horford. I think Crowder, Crowder does more than Horford. Hmm. I can't tell you. I don't. I can't. I, I think can't. He's a better I scorer. can't really tell you. I think you. he can defend more different types of players. He can defend in the post, and he can also guard a guy out on the perimeter. He usually goes up against the other team's best players. Horford was playing pretty well in the post. He was. He, hurt, he was surprised me because I didn't look at him as a post player. I think the Crowder's a more versatile defender. Yeah. So you know, that's uh, that's about where I am with that. And I also think he's a bit more versatile offensively too. I think he's a better, a little bit better shooter than Horford. Mm-hmm. He can create his own, you know, space and drive the basket a little bit. I, you know, Horford's sort of one-dimensional. Well, mm-hmm. two-dimensional, really. Scores in the post a little bit, but he's mostly this sort of spot-up shooter who right. takes his guy out of the uh, out of the paint. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously, you're not going to see this team's best basketball until those guys are back. And it's a convenient excuse to just keep saying, well, yeah, they haven't looked good, but think about who they're missing. And that's valid, but I just don't think that's everything. That's not, that's not the only reason why we've seen this team struggle. I think that there's been way too much of an emphasis on just, you know, yeah, but Bradley and Thomas and nobody else can really step up. And other, some of these other guys should be doing they've that. They've won three in a row, right? They haven't struggled, right? Well, they haven't won lately. three in a row. Well, they beat the Knicks on Friday. Yeah, then they beat, then the, they Pacers, beat the Pacers, then they Pacers. lost to the Pelicans. Oh, they lost to the Pelicans. That's right. They lost the Pelicans, to the that Pelicans. was their second win, by the way. Right. So they won three out of four. You know, yeah. three out of four. I'll take that if they're I'm six, the They're six and five. Right. I'll, you know, I mean, and they're four great. and one at home. And that was a game last night where they didn't, uh, you know, Nowitzki wasn't playing. So mm-hmm. maybe that would have had something to do with it. But also last night in the second quarter of last night's game, they scored 10 points. In the second and third quarters combined, 28. Oh, now, in the fourth quarter, they scored 33 points total. So, you know, they, by they bookended Thomas. it well. Key by Thomas. Yeah. 29 points the in the first quarter, need, 33 they, in the fourth. You need Thomas. to When Thomas doesn't do that, they lose. It's true. You know? And he can do it on a game-by-game basis against most teams. Mm-hmm. But you get to the playoffs, we saw what happens to a team that really just revolves offensively around Isaiah Thomas. Avery Bradley didn't play. Crowder was a little banged up. He had an ankle thing. And, you know, obviously Orford wasn't on the team. And really, I mean, they had to, they had to improvise in a lot of ways. They put Marcus Smart on Millsap, the power forward. Ooh. Remember? I mean, they had to do all that oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And... They got they got their doors blown off, you know. I mean, that's that's the problem. It wasn't so much that they lost in the first round; it was the way they lost. You know, they lost as if they were didn't even belong on the court in the last couple of games. Yeah, that did look good. You know, it was a bad. bad it didn't ending. look good. It's a long season to go into a first round thinking you're going to make the next, you know, at least take the next step in a, in a season, and you don't. You know, mm. they looked better in the playoffs a year ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's just that's too bad, but. See when Horford comes back, the Warriors come to town on Friday, right? That's right. Eey. I know. Ooh. And, uh, I wish Crowder was. Uh, but that's always been a tough matchup for Golden State. No, it has, but Kevin Durant but, wasn't on the team then. That's true. And if Crowder's not playing, who guards him? Jarebko? Marcus Smart? Smart. On Kevin Durant? He's Durant's giving about up, he's giving up a lot seven of, inches taller than of size. Him. I know, he's giving up a lot of size. Durant's like 6'10", smart 6'4". What, what big man would you think could cover him on that team? Who would you put on him as a big man? Because mm. then you set, you sacrifice somebody. He's got to be – you've got to have two guys in mind because you're going to ha- – because your your strategy is going to be, okay, i got to foul him. Right. 
Because you need ten, you need twelve fouls. It's Crowder. I mean, that's who it should be. Instead, it's probably going to be a mixture of Jonas Jerebko. Yep. Gerald Green. Yep. Jalen Brown. I don't think you're going to put Brown on him. And Marcus Smart. I think they're going to rotate gonna put Brown those guys. On him? Well, you can't just stick one of those guys on him. I don't think any one of those guys individually is going. But here's the thing: with Golden State, you know, you shut down Durant. Okay, great. Yeah, the other guy. I got four other guys yeah, you got to worry about. I know. And without Jay Crowder out there to try and neutralize one of them one-on-one, -on -one, because, listen, I'm kind of okay with Curry and, and Thompson getting dogged by Smart and Bradley because those guys are still very good on-ball wing defenders. Sure. Isaiah Thomas, I'm not necessarily sure what you do with. I don't know how you sort of mask him uh, in a five-on-five in a five, unless you want to play a zone, but I don't think you can do that against a team that shoots threes the way the Warriors do. You can't play a zone against them. They'll just camp out, you know? Right. Uh, you got to go one on one, and if you're going one on one, that's going to be hard because Isaiah Thomas can't really guard those guys at the three point line. That's He's not big, big enough. That's the big strategy in high school basketball against teams that can't shoot, play a zone, make yeah. them shoot. You know, and they exactly. Don't, you know, they can't hit. Golden so. State Warriors can shoot pretty well. Yeah, they, it's something yes. they're kind of known for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the that's the thing. And you know, last year those games were awesome. Those Golden State they games. they were great, weren't they? They really were. Oh, they were fabulous. They were the two best game. They were the two best regular season games. Mm -hmm. They were fabulous. They were. You know? And Crowder would guard Green, and the guards would go after their guards, yeah. and they would, you know, they'd score, but they'd go, they'd go at each but other. But you're going to have to go at them with less than full strength. Yeah. And that's not, yeah, and that's too bad. We, the fans, you know, get And if I'm the Warriors, bit. if I'm the Warriors, I just try and take Thomas right out of the game on defense. Yep. They don't have to guard everybody. They have to guard him. Yeah. And on on offense, I don't think that Boston has the horses to try and check all those guys one-on-one. -on -one. Who would you put on Thomas? If you're, if you're uh, Steve Kerr. Probably Thompson. Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't put Curry on no, him. No, I wouldn't put Curry on him either. It's going to take too much out of Curry for his offense to take him out of his offensive flow. I'd put Thompson on him. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to think of who else, what other guards are on that team even. Barbosa doesn't play for him anymore, right? He's gone. Uh, oh, yeah. No, they had to They had to give up some of their some of their 7th, uh, 8th, ninth guys Yeah, from last year. They had to give those guys up. Be able to sign Durant. Trying to find the Warriors. So I don't, I don't know. I think that that's you know that's it, you know look if they if they play hot if they play hard with them you know more you know kudos to them. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, they could you know again it's a it's always been a tough matchup. And last year they didn't have Horford, so really if you take a look at last year, you're only missing Crowder. It's true. So far this year, Durant and Curry are both averaging exactly twenty-seven point nine points per game. That's kind of on the nose. Huh? Mm -hmm. Uh, Clay Thompson averaging 18 and a half. Draymond Green only averaging 11 points a game mm -hmm. and uh, 10 rebounds and two and a half steals and two blocks a game. All right. But Draymond Green's pretty good. He's leading the team in rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. You gotten kicked out any games yet? I don't know. You know, that's the thing. Usually he's the one doing the kicking. Yes. Well, not kicking, but not kicking out. Right. Andre Iguodala. 4.7 points per game. Wow. But they also have a lot of guys on this team. I mean, you're right. They had to reload. Ian Clark, Patrick McCaw. Their two big men are Zaza Pachulia and JaVale McGee. Zaza! Yeah, really. <laughs> like, okay. By Zaza! Yeah. But they're still the best team in basketball. I think that's that's clear. 603-883-9900 uh, is the phone number. 883-9900. Text line is 845-827-1250. Um, MVP... Will be decided tonight. And we'll have Tim Neverett. Yes. 
The Red Sox play-by-play man for radio on with us after 2 o'clock. Tim's doing the uh, Temple UMass game tonight. I did not realize that he... He's uh, doing a bunch of games Moonlighted in the offseason. Yes, I talked to his brother yesterday. He's doing a bunch of games, yeah. Guy just likes describing... Well, he sporting did, events. He, he he's always done. He's I been mean, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. He's always been that way. He's one of the top, you know, college play-by-play men around, and all the different networks over the course of a of a of a winter before baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, even after he got the Pirates gig, he's still doing all those things. Yeah. You know, he's uh, and he, as you know, broadcasters do that. That's yeah. what, You know, you know. I mean, that's what they do. You know. With me, I just... I don't know what broadcasters I do. just need it. I just sit home and... I know what I do, and I know what I don't do, and that's I, I don't sleep very much. Yeah, anymore. I know. The I whole know. sleep thing? <laughs> out the window. Yep. You're young. <sighs> Not really. For me? See, you're, so you're becoming me. I know. You're becoming me. I know. It's happened. It took four years, but it, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, you going to do? Just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. How can I enjoy it if I know that that's the end? <laughs> hey, you know, I, you know it's, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. You enjoy the ride because you don't know how it's going to end. If but I'm turning you into you, I know what's going to happen. Look across the counter every day. You, you know, the other side of Pretty the desk. soon I'm going to be going home to my house with the cat portraits yeah. up in the corner. And <laughs> you are. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be about super. That. I don't know. You know? It's going to be absolutely fantastic. You will. I think in order for me to totally become you, I'd have to do something that would make me unlike you, and that's develop a severe drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then that wouldn't be like you. You don't drink hardly ever. So. Yeah, that's true. I know. You are a major raging pothead, though. Yeah, right. And all that meth you smoke. Oh, I know. It, you know, yeah, The, the smoke thing. comes out of the chimney at my place. It right. does. Exactly. Yep. You know, I have to have the cover for you here all those times. I know, really. It's really not. I know. It's awful. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, um, I, the, get, I get the, the shakes every time I rake leaves. You know, really? So, yeah, the so, leaves—that's like a trigger for you. Well, it's, uh, the, the the yeah leaves, you know, all that stuff. Okay. So now, but anyway, Anywho. you know, you, you don't. You, these MVP votes are going to be close. I think they're going to be very close. I think it could be even closer than the Cy Young was. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the Cy Young, you know, first place wise wasn't that much, but I still my money's. Bets should win it. I would vote for Bets. But knowing how these writers think, I think they're all in love with Mike Trout. Mm. I think Mike Trout could hit 230 and win the MVP. And really? I really? No, I'm just exaggerating. 230? I'm exaggerating, but they love this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of writers, in some ways, feel sorry for him because he's on a team that's not very good. Yeah. It should be much better than it is, but they don't have any pitching. I know. You know? So. Speaking of pitching, do you remember this commercial? Tell me if this rings a bell. Welcome to the perfect club. Can you throw a perfect game in MLB 2K12? Win the million dollar perfect game challenge and get inside? I hope so. Mr. Johnson, any words of wisdom? Uh, I'm here for the lobster. Randy? Justin Verlander, again? Kate, come on, please, let me in, Cy Young, MVP. Throw the most perfect game in MLB 2K12 and you could win a million dollars. Do you remember that? Not at all. Okay, that was Kate Upton. Never saw, she did the commercial? <clears throat> she was in a commercial, it was the first time her and Justin Verlander That's how they met, met, right? Yeah. That's they how met on the met. set okay. of this commercial. And all in right, the commercial, 
Uh, she's like a doorman, basically. She's like the uh, she's she's the hostess at this exclusive club. Mm-hmm. And there's a video game called MLB 2K12. And if in the game you pitch the perfect game, uh, then you got a pry. I don't know exactly what the thing was, but she's like you know she's like the hostess at this club, right? And there's a portrait on the wall of Randy Johnson. And Justin Verlander comes in and he goes, oh, I'm just here for the lobster. And he's got a fake mustache on. Yeah. And she's like, Randy Johnson. And then she rips up the mustache and goes, Justin Verlander. It's funny. That's not bad. That's the first time I ever heard that Kate That sounds Upton. like something I would do is try to pose and get in, into one of those that things. That was the so first time I'd ever heard Kate Upton speak. Yeah. I'd never heard her voice before. No, I've never. I don't, you know. Not, what, not great. What's in her this best movie? I don't, I'm trying to think. What, her best what, movie? Yeah. Was she, she was in the Three Stooges movie. Oh, she played a sexy nun. Yeah, okay. And she was also in that movie with uh, Cameron Diaz and uh, the other woman. But I didn't see that movie, so I don't know if she okay. was any good in it. I'm assuming she wasn't. Because, right. I mean, just listen. To Welcome to the perfect club. Can you throw a perfect game in MLB 2K12? Like, I mean, she's, you know, like. That was just she's not in there right. because of her. No, but it's just reading like ability. That. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It just it didn't, you know. Right. Yeah, no, I, saw, I don't think I've ever seen her movies. But, oh, my God, is she hot in that ad? And hot all the time. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that Twitter thing last night made her even hotter. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, that was oh, oh boy. There was a lot of guys who went. But bang, took cold zoom. showers after that. No kidding. Good God, yep. A girl, a multi-million dot. You know, we all it's thought she was a guy with great. a first name Justin. It too, does have to be a guy with a first really? name Justin. No, That's true. I mean, come on. But uh, you know, we all like listen. Good we break. all loved it when Giselle said, "My husband can't throw the ball." Okay, we all we all loved that when uh, right, you know, he can't, can't throw the ball and catch the ball. Right, right. She never said during the suspension, "Hey, Roger Goodell, the only guy who's allowed to f Tom Brady is me." That's right. That would have been a ma- People here would have lost their minds. That would have been the greatest moment ever. Yeah. Instead, Kate Upton jumps in there and snatches it away, all in defense. By the way. Have you ever heard so much ridiculous scrutiny given to a co- simple commercial like Brady did? I love that commercial. I love it too. But everybody's got everybody's got. Oh well, you know, you did that to so go get back at Goodell and everything. I mean, I'm like, so oh so. God. What if he yeah, did? No, right? No, really. You know the whole bit. You know. Yeah. You know, everybody's going. Don't do it. Don't. Do it. It's going to draw more attention to it. And everything. You know. Oh, Mika Brady's brought again. So funny. Year. How is it possible? It keeps getting better even after all these years. Kind of makes you wonder what the is up to. You know, that's an unfortunate mindset you got there. <laughs> just because something's great year after year doesn't mean anything's going on. Why can't some things just be great? Just a question. It starts with questions, and then Start questions turn questions. into assumptions, and then assumptions turn into <laughs> vacations. <laughs> vacations. It starts with questions. I like it how he jumps on questions. in there. Like that's great. That, he was fabulous. He's great. That he, was, he sold it. That's why. He, he did. Sold he it. sold yeah. it. You know, he sold it. You know why? Because he meant it. Probably, That's yeah. what the whole thing is. He no meant question. it. You and know? He was, and he was right, Life too. imitates art. Art imitates life right there. It does. We'll yep. be right back. Listen live or watch the show live streaming on our Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So, tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football mm-hmm. four years there. So, it's been a really good experience, both academically and uh, with sports. Like We have... I would say one of the best football programs in the state. I've been constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had like multiple options with um, pursuing kind of like the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able 
to go to the Seacoast School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones too. I'd say probably my first choice would be Georgia Tech. I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools that better specialize in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of Students Against Bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, that it's strive to do well. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. How would you like your office to be located in the heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. This is the famous Budweiser beer, brewed with the choicest ingredients since 1876. 139 holidays strong, decking the halls in an eight-horse open sleigh, aged over beechwood for a crisp, smooth finish. Anyone can jingle all the way. Only Budweiser can macro all the way. Budweiser, this Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. The Sports Blast. Let's say the season ended today and they go to Toronto for one game playing in the wild card game. Who is your starting pitcher? David Price. Given how bad he's been this season, Dave, given how bad he's been in the playoffs in his entire career, you still go to Price? Yes. Why? Because he's the guy. Who has the best stuff in this starting rotation? Price. Thank you. That's all I need to know. One game, one day, who has the best stuff in your rotation? If it's David Price, that's your pitcher. Every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. The good news is that if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, order from the Fast Break Lunch Menu, and don't get your food within 15 minutes, your lunch is free. The bad news is, we don't plan on taking longer than 15 minutes. Free lunches? Are you crazy? What kind of business model is that? Lunch fast or it's free. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. For a limited time only at participating locations. Valid for tables of six or less. Other restrictions apply. See participating location for details. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. 
Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Want some new digs? Check out our new apparel that's ready for you on our website, ESPNNHradio.com. King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com, streaming on TuneIn and uh, not on Periscope today. Uh, we'll have that back up tomorrow, hopefully. Also tomorrow, we will have for you another edition of Win Tom King's Lunch. That's right. Right at one or 1230. And I'm get, my appetite is getting is pretty good these days. It I'm, is. I'm, no one's yeah, won your lunch I've, in a while. I fight hard for that lunch. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow, I don't know what to do. I tried making the questions hard, and that didn't yeah, work. Go in the middle. Make them easy, make them hard, make them semi-hard. Okay. (laughs) Semi-difficult. Okay, that's better. How's that? Better for all of us. Uh, TMI, TMI, TMI. Hey, you're the one talking about semi-hard. I know, I know. Uh, Speaking of semi-hard, Kate Upton. uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Lord, I'm telling you. Uh, I loved loved what she did. Someone tweeted me last night and said, uh, this is why... Fiancés and girlfriends and wives shouldn't, you know, be on social media. Right, right. I disagree completely. I think this is the reason why they all should. And I think Kate Upton should teach them a class like Michael McCann up there at UNH. She should teach all the other wives and girlfriends a class on how to be a ride or die, you know, my man's the man type of type of spouse and fan also of the game. Right. She should be right there on the front lines. Because you know what? She was right. Here's she went she got a little she went a little overboard, but the uh the <laughs> the tweet storm began right with her saying without any you know <laughs> I, I mean that was that. just I mean hey I, at MLB I, I, I thought I was the only person allowed to bleep just right that was the yeah that was the what big, two writers didn't have him she on had a ballot. home run with the leadoff pitch yeah. you know with the first pitch of the game yeah she knocked it out of the park. yeah right but then she had a couple strong at bats afterwards uh, afterwards she said. He had the majority of first place votes, and two writers didn't even have him on their ballots. Can you pick more? Can you pick more out of touch people to vote at MLB? Right. Then she addressed Porcello directly, saying, "Sorry, Rick, but you don't get any first place votes. You don't win." Hashtag by Felicia at MLB. Keep up with the times and fire those writers. Now that's when she came a little unhinged because first of all, Porcello got several per- first place votes, and second of all, MLB doesn't get to fire the writers. The writers work for the AP and for you know Correct. various news outlets. MLB can't fire them because they don't work for MLB. Right, right. So, not that you expect Kate Upton necessarily to know that. But then after that, people, random people started chirping her. And she started going back, going and, back forth and forth with random, with random it, yes. people. Oh, that's exactly. so hot. That is so hot. Yep. yep, exactly. I like that. Maybe it's just because it's Kate Upton, but I don't think Fighting so. for her man. Oh, do I like that. Oh, God. You don't take any bull bleep, Kate Upton. And you know what? She's right. Verlander should have won the. So young award. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Justin Verlander started the most games, had the most strikeouts, best whip, best batting average against, most innings, uh, best wins above replacement, best wins above replacement for a pitcher. Uh, games with two earned runs or fewer, he had 23, and he had the worst run support. 
Out of I, all the out of Sanchez, Sale, Kluber, Happ, and Porcello, uh, Verlander had four point three five uh, run support. Porcello had seven point six three in run support. Kluber had five point seven eight. Sale had five, and Sanchez had five point six three. When you win twenty two games and lose four, and your ERA is right in the range of a guy who won sixteen and lost nine, the twenty two and four guy's going to win. He didn't get as many first place votes, but he should win. I guess I'm a Do you think they should take run support into account? And the fact that Justin Verlander got three fewer runs per game in support than Rick Porcello did. How, how do you just ignore that? I, I, You know, I always say pitchers pitch well enough to lose sometimes. And they're, that's a victim of their own situations. It's not their fault. But, right. But I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Verlander went into every game probably knowing he had, you know, a lot of times he had to be pretty close to perfect. And he ended up with an ERA of you know, 3.04 and right. a whip of one. I mean, he hardly but, ever walked anybody. He didn't right. give up a lot of hits. He'd give up some runs here and there, but fewer than Porcello, and his team scored less runs for him. So that's why he didn't get wins. You know, you can say, well, he pitched just well enough to lose, but if the standard of well enough to lose well, is four and a half runs as opposed to seven and two-thirds runs. If he was 10 and 16, that would have applied to him, but he wasn't. He was 16 and nine. Which is pretty good. Right. But not as good as twenty-two and four. Of course, it's not as good as twenty-two and four, Tom. But but is it, but, but but with what, yeah, seven but what, runs of support. But what I'm saying, then that's probably a record of twenty and five. But or what something. I'm but I mean, what I'm saying is that that Porcello, he won twenty-two games, and and, and but he did, it's not like he gave up four and a half. You've had pitchers that won twenty games or eighteen or nineteen games, but their mm-hmm. ERAs are high, sure. especially in the American League. Porcello, that wasn't the case. You know, it wasn't. He won 22 games because he pitched really well. Yes, he did. And I, I got to give him that. He only lost four games. But Verlander pitched better is the thing. He, he did. He, I, I, his I numbers are better. I don't know about that. You know, His I, numbers are better. Yeah, his numbers are better, but the competition wasn't the same. He had three and a half fewer runs The competition wasn't the same. The they AL Central wasn't some crap bag division, Yeah, Tom. it wasn't that great this year. It wasn't that great, Cleveland but the Royals, the, the Indians. The I Royals mean, didn't have a good year. But and the, the White Sox started off the year really yeah, good. Purcell had one bad team in the AL East. That's Tampa Bay. That's it. It's true. You know? But so you don't comp- just play against the teams in your division. No, but, yeah, but the competition, yeah, but you play less games against the others than you do, you know. Than, All right, so Porcello went so up I'm, against the I'm, best division I'm in going, baseball and Verlander went against I, the second best. I'm going, I'm going with Porcello. I, I think he deserved it. I'm and, not mad that he won. But and that's Ver- why, Verlander, Verlander and that's why I wanted to get Tim Never today because he was on my side. <laughs> Verlander, more strikeouts, but better whip, better batting Nevert's average, got better a, batting average Nevert's, against. Nevert's got a good stat. Uh, one of them is is uh, Parcella had, I think, I don't know, how many one, two, three innings? Like 90 or something like that? I, I don't know. Yeah, he had he had something like that. Right, how many did Verlander have? I don't know, but you see, your boy, that's where you boil it down to all those minuscule stats that I don't even I was giving to. you a head-to-head on something. You can't just say Rick Porcello had 91 through three innings and then not tell me how many Verlander uh, you, had. You, you, you argue with Tim, then. You Fine. argue with Tim. If he doesn't know how many that Verlander had, then what's the point of that uh, stat? I don't know. It's a pretty good stat. He gave it to us once before on the air. You know, I go with Purcell, and that's a fine stat if we're just having a general conversation about Rick Purcell. Twenty-two games and only We're comparing lost. him to Justin Verlander. We're he not won, saying is he good. Of he course, won he's good. Twenty-two games and only lost four. Yes, twenty-two and four with an ERA not that. You don't much lose different. a lot of games when your team scores eight runs for you every night, Tom. 
But the thing was, how do you not get this? But the thing was, is he pitched well enough to win those games anyway. Okay, and that's but my point. But then, what falls through the cracks here and there yeah. are games where you don't have your best stuff. And when Verlander didn't, and I'm sorry for saying best stuff, but when Verlander did best stuff. I'm telling you the best stuff. I'm sorry, the best stuff. Was, he had the best stuff. I shouldn't have called attention to it either. Because <laughs> you know what I would do. <laughs> I knew. I thought you were going to do it anyway. Uh, I probably should have. But when mind. one pitcher uh, is getting eight, just that much more run support, mm-hmm. that psychologically makes a difference. Oh, poor baby. It does psychologically make a difference, and it also on the scoreboard makes a difference. Tom, you're right. Most of the time, Porcello pitched well enough that he would have won a game if his team scored four runs. Yep. But you know what? When they score eight runs, going to win almost all of them, and that's what he did. But it's not like they took him out after six. They, he pitched pretty well deep into a lot of those games. Yeah. Tom, you're also forgetting that that's the average. Yeah. The average was 7.6, yeah, okay? No. <laughs> that means there was some higher, some lower. When it comes to 4.35, that means there are a lot of times Verlander went out there and the team only scored two, three runs. Yesterday when we left here, did you expect they Justin? they lost nine did games. You, did you, I, I don't think you picked Verlander. I didn't think Verlander would win. Right. But I did say that he probably had more of the statistical edge. Yeah, I, I did just, say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did. But I said four. I thought Porcello would win because I know the voters are all old bastards like you who I think know. that wins are so bleeping important. Even well, though- it's not. I mean, that's not. I mean, again, if he had an ERA of four point four zero, if he had an ERA of three point nine five, if he had an ERA of four point zero zero, I wouldn't have. I would have picked Verlander. Okay, he didn't. He didn't. You know, he had an ERA of three uh, fifteen. Right, and Verlander's was three zero four, so that was yeah. close. And then you know what? And Verlander pitches home games in a in a pitcher's ballpark. You can you put that in there, too. You can put all sorts of stuff in there. All right? Okay. 22-4. and four, Good ERA. Six more wins. That's actually interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. Because Porcello in ERA plus, which is another one of those advanced metrics, that takes into account ballpark factors. Yep. That takes into account strength of opposition, a lot of those things that you just mentioned. Yep. And Porcello was second. Verlander was sixth. There you go. So that's a, one of the other stats that Porcello had over Verlander. But that's one of very few. That's all. You know, very few. And when it's that many on one side and only a few on the other, I don't think wins should take such precedent. That's all. You know, wins that. aren't the be-all, end-all. You're putting so much weight on them. I understand that. that I, weighs down one side yeah, of the scale I wouldn't put against that much, ERA, against I whip, against strikeouts, put, against everything else. I wouldn't else. put that much weight on it if he didn't have— And it's only a difference of six wins. If he had a bad ERA, that's a lot of wins. If it he is. Had, if he had a bad ERA, if he had a bad ERA or an average ERA— I would have said no go. Okay. Right. I think that the three runs, let's say that those three runs that separate Verlander and Porcello equal three wins. Okay? Right? Let's say that if it was swung the other way, it would be three less wins for Porcello and three more wins I mean, for they Verlander. Have, they, hypothetically. They, so the three runs, there's a difference of three runs in support per game, right? It's more than that, but yeah, let's just right, okay. cap it at three. All right. All right. So that means if you took three wins away from Porcello, made them losses, and did the opposite with Verlander, their records would be 19 and seven, and Verlander's would be 19 and six. If and butts or candy and nuts or whatever that is. But don't you think you could maybe attribute that many wins to the runs to the run support differential? I, I think mean, you can. I don't know. I, I, I go with Porcello. Okay. Yeah. It's a good I, argument, though. I, I would go with Porcello. I just think that he I just gave you a pretty good thing right yeah, there. Yeah, you know what? But Verlander in those losses, how many big hits did he give up that he couldn't that he shouldn't have shouldn't have given up? That's a big factor. Can you too. answer that question or not? What? How many times he did that? You I don't can't know. just throw it out there and wonder. I mean, either I don't he know. did or he, he didn't. He lost nine games. He had to lose nine games for a reason, you know? I mean, Porcello, yeah, sometimes you might have Porcello lost two to one, only you know? lost four times. Four times. 
I understand that. He Tom. won 22. Yeah. His ERA was only was his just, team scored eight runs a night. Get that through your yeah, freaking skull. But, How do you but, not understand this? You know what? If he had an ERA of four five or four six and allowed a ton of runs in those games, then I wouldn't have voted for if him. If Justin Verlander had eight runs of support every night, what do you think his record would have been? Well, any pitcher's record would have been good. Obviously, right? You know, any so what would Verlander's have been with eight runs of but support? My, my, Just use the but same logic. No, you're because here. my counter argument to that is Purcell would have won a lot of games with less run support because he's still only allowed. You three think he would have won twenty two? He would. He only allowed three and a half. Okay, a game. so you don't think there would have been any change in his record if he only had four and a half run support instead of eight I and a half? I bet he would have lost two or more. Seven games. and a half, whatever Maybe it was. Two more games. Maybe two. More and how games. many more do you think Verlander would have won? Just two with eight know. runs of how support. How many? How many? How many runs did he get a game? How many runs did he get a game? Yeah, what was his run You win 4.35. 4.35 as opposed to 8. Well, Nearly he only, 8. 7. He only 6. gave 3. up an uh, earned run average of 3 points something, right? So 3.04, yeah. yeah. I, my figure is he should have won more Tom, than 16. it doesn't work like that. Each one of these games aren't just a statistical average. Each one of these games is different. Right. You can throw, you Competition's know, different. Ballpark's different. Records you could win a game ten to eleven and still give up ten runs and get a win. What the hell difference does that make? wasn't in a lot. I know he didn't, Tom. I'm just saying the stat doesn't matter. It does. No, it doesn't. In this case, yeah, I think I don't think it does. I think run support matters. That's how. That's how wins happen. Porcello, three point one five. That's how wins happen. Ding ding ding. Give it to him. Three point oh four. It's better than three point one five. He only won sixteen games because he. You know why? Because he gave up bad runs at bad times. Really? To get those losses, or maybe the offense didn't give him enough run support. Well, he left games trailing, right? He had to, you know, trailing what one nothing. I don't two, care. One, you left know. games losing. You know what your team is like. You know how you have to pitch. Porcello, even with the team pitching, Tom, that that's way. a ridiculous standard no, you're not. just giving. He, if the team's offense is terrible, you should shut them out every night. Well, I mean, just think about what you're saying. He probably felt he had that's to. That's a ridiculous standard to hold anybody to. And even with that weak offense in Detroit, he still had the best pitching numbers. He had better numbers than Porcello. That's the bottom line. He had a better ERA. He had a better whip. He had a better, uh, more strikeouts. 22 and, four, 22 and 4, and Porcello did have some kind of ridiculous stat, like 90 innings, 1, 2, 3. Okay, that's great. Right. How I, many did Verlander have? I don't know. Now, the one the one argument you should be making here is that Verlander didn't have quite the same uh, ballpark adjustments and stuff like I that. And did also, that. I know, Porcello yep. also was better in uh, white uh, strikeout-to-walk ratio. Yep. Mm. But other than that, Verlander's got him in every single category. Every single one of them. Nah, I go with Parcell, and he also got more first place votes. I go, yeah, I know he did. So, but I go with Parcell. Okay. Or I would have left him off my ballot. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. It's Christian and King. This is your home for the Boston Red Sox. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire. Difficult it is to find senior care for some. I'm Ari Wolf with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. First-year eligible players LaDainian Tomlinson, Hines Ward, Jason Taylor, and Brian Dawkins were among the 26 semifinalists revealed Wednesday for the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2017. Other notable names on the list include Kurt Warner, Terrell Davis, and coach Jimmy Johnson. Tony Romo practiced as a backup QB for the first time in 12 years Wednesday, but don't expect any tension between Romo and starter Dak Prescott. Just one day after Romo said Prescott deserved to start, the Cowboys' rookie QB replied that Romo, quote, has been a great model for me to look up to and watch every day. Kristen Michael wasn't out of work for long. The running back signed off waivers by the Packers less than 24 hours after Seattle surprisingly released him. Justin Houston practiced in full Wednesday, meaning the Chiefs All-Pro is likely to play for the first time in a year Sunday after recovering from knee surgery. And the Patriots were without Rob Gronkowski at practice Wednesday. The All-Pro tight end remains out with a perforated lung. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Saturday. 
Bellator MMA brings you two of the world's best lightweights, live and free on Spike, when Bellator champion Michael Chandler battles former UFC champ Benson Henderson. Michael Chandler choked out Eddie Alvarez and took his title. The belt ends with me. I'm going in there for the finish. Benson Henderson has beaten some of the biggest names in MMA. DX, Edgar, Cerrone. My job is to go out there and make sure that I leave that cage with the belt around my waist. Good night. Bellator MMA presented by Miller Lite, live Saturday at 9 on Spike. The Home Depot has a new idea. Free carpet installation that means free carpet installation. Moving furniture out of the way, free. Ripping out the old carpet, no charge. Hauling it away won't cost you a penny because the Home Depot has no hidden fees and no surprises. Just free carpet installation on purchases of $699 or more. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Not valid in all markets. Unique specialty items and requirements may be priced separately. Valid through December 7th. Meet and get autographs from Red Sox Hall of Famer Wade Boggs, Cy Young winner Chris Carpenter, and many more at the 2016 Granite State Baseball Dinner, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. It's Saturday, November 19th at the Radisson Hotel in Manchester. The event begins at 5 and includes an autograph session, dinner, raffles, and more. Proceeds benefit the Children's Hospital at Dartmouth-Hitchcock, the Ted Williams Museum, and the Fisher Cats Foundation. For tickets, visit nhfishercats.com. Are you looking for an electrical contractor you can count on for insight, experience, and quality work? How about a partner who is dependable and operates with high integrity? The answer is Hammond Electric. Hammond Electric provides quality licensed electrical work for commercial, industrial, biomedical, and life sciences facilities in Massachusetts, southern New Hampshire, and southern Maine. Hammond Electric, powering your productivity. Please call 800-966-5040 or visit HammondElectric.com. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's a curious how everybody melts yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4 here on ESPN New Hampshire. This is the Granite Station for Granite Roots. This is ESPN New Hampshire. King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Good to have you with us on this uh, fine Thursday afternoon here in the Granite State. Um, I forgot what we were going to talk about here. We were we were still on Porcello. I got very distracted. Versus now. Verlander. Porcello and Verlander. Oh yeah, we'll save that for when uh, Never calls. Yep. When's he calling? Uh, we got to call him. All right, fine. When are we going to call him then, Just genius? after 2. Okay. Yeah. After, you know, during the 2, during the two o'clock break. I meant what time, not who's oh. calling who. Oh, okay. We said when we were going to call him. Yeah. Okay. So Tom Brady spoke with the 49ers media yesterday. Yes. And he's not spoken with, uh, right. with the New England media yet, which is weird. But 
we'll get to that in a second. Go on. Yeah, but you, you know, there's nothing there. I mean, he didn't really say a whole lot. Didn't say about how he's feeling or you know hurt or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they asked you what led to, what led you to go ahead and shoot the new Foot Locker commercial. And his answer was, I don't know exactly what was going through my mind when I made the decision. And then they asked him, you did a very nice acting job. Were you pleased with how it came out? Answer, I've had a lot of different opportunities over the years, and some I've chosen to do, and some I haven't. I've been in a very fortunate position to be able to choose the things that I do. I had a lot of free time on my hands at the beginning of the year, so I had to find ways to fill it. And there you go. He shot it during the, uh, during the hiatus. Yeah. Yeah, during the suspension. During the vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And then they asked him, after all these years, because this is his first time back in San Francisco playing against the 49ers. Now, obviously, they play in Santa Clara, but still, it's his first time back on the road as a Patriot against the 49ers. Right. It's the last yeah. team, he, the last stadium he's not played in. Right. right. Yeah. After all these years... <laughs> Do you still carry a chip on your shoulder being passed over by your hometown team? Answer, I think you have different ways, and I have different things that have motivated me at different times. Has he looked at that 49ers roster? Yeah, no kidding. I think I'm finding the way. I'll never forget I worked out for the 49ers when I was coming out in 2000. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. And then he hesitates, and then he says, they obviously went in a different direction, and I'm very happy where I ended up. I think I was fortunate to be in the right, Betty is. <laughs> I think I was fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time with the Patriots. I've played with so many great players over the years I've played for. I feel the best, I feel the best head coach ever, some great assistant coaches and teammates and everything else. And that was, eh, basically, that's the gist, you know? Yeah. So, so that's it, you know? And uh, Tom Brady is... Uh, you know, gonna go out to San Francisco and play against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Didn't ask him about his health or banged up or anything like that. Interesting. Yep. So he's definitely gonna go play. Oh, I don't think there's any question. I, okay. I don't think there's any question. Gronk not at practice again today. Yep. Uh, but there were also a couple other guys missing altogether. Gronkowski wasn't there. Nate Solder wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, Woodrow Hamilton wasn't there, but I think... Ah, how are they going to ever survive without Woodrow Hamilton? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, it looks like the Patriots will have two tight ends, Martellus Bennett, and can you name the third tight end on the Patriots, Tom? A.J. Derby? Nope. Oh, that don't have it. Where's, oh, that's right. Derby got traded, didn't he? He did. That's right. I forgot about they that. shipped him off to Denver. Yes, for, that's I think, right. A fifth, maybe? Fifth yeah, or sixth? They got a yeah, they got a they pick. Did well yeah, they that. did well on that. I'm Better surprised. than the Jamie Collins trade. Yeah, no kidding. You know, really. No, I don't know who the other tight end is. Uh, Matt Lengel. Yeah, Matt Lengel. I sorry, I topped. His, I typed his name up the other day. He's inactive. Yeah. Okay. Matt Lengel. Lengel. Yeah, Lengel. Lengel. Lengel will be active on Sunday. Uh, Gronk's not gonna play. I don't think. Uh, he's not making. Shoulder. What? He's not making. I'll tell you what. He's not more than not playing. He's, he's not, not even making going, a trip. Man. He's not gonna go. I mean, I'm just saying as an educated guess because a. If he didn't fly to New York to shoot a commercial, B, they're not going to want him to fly cross a flight that takes 45 minutes. They're not going to want him to fly cross country. Right. You know, not with any kind of breathing difficulty. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. So, so Gronkowski will probably not play and travel. Martellus Bennett. But you know what? They don't need Gronkowski in this game. Nope. 
probably don't need Solder. Probably don't need Tom Brady even. Nope. But I'll say I don't love the idea, and I hope that Solder's, you know, they didn't say why the the injury report's not out yet. It'll come out in a couple hours. Right? Was he on it yesterday? I wonder. If he was not on, not it on it yesterday. No, maybe he was sick. Yesterday, uh, Gronk was out, and I think it was Bennett, Edelman, Hogan, and Allen Branch. I want to say. Okay. I think that's it. I didn't take a look Might at it. I was, one I was more so busy guy, yesterday with other it, stuff. Yeah. I never took a look at. Plan on taking a look at it today because it's. I, I always like to look at the 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 second one because yeah. the second one's more. You know, okay, who's made progress, who hasn't a yeah. little bit. I want to take a second right now to point out a, uh, a a point of pride there should be anyway on this team and one that I didn't think would necessarily be a great uh, strength of the team this year, and that's the offensive line. i got to say, I think this offensive line so yeah, far has played fantastic they've kept this year. Brady, they've kept Brady standing up, and they've helped the running game out. Yeah, even against the Seahawks. Yeah. You know, even against Cliff Averill, who is a great pass mm-hmm. rusher, and some of those other guys they have there. And even, you know, against I mean, the Bills. The only and, thing was Seattle had Bennett the other night. True. That's a, that was a big. That, you know, that was see everybody. I forgot all about that after that game. How impressive was their win and their performance without Bennett? I know. So you wonder how good the Seahawks really are. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it's weird against different teams. They look good against different teams. They look bad. They lost to the Saints. I know. You know, they only got six points against Arizona. But Russell Wilson is much healthier now, and I think that makes the biggest difference in everything. I think Wilson's health is the whole key to that team. Yeah. Because they've got enough guys on defense. You know, they've got mm-hmm. enough players to do that. Wilson's health yeah. is everything. So When Vollmer went down for the Patriots, I thought the offensive line was in real trouble. I thought they were in real trouble, too, because they're much better with Vollmer than they Marcus were Cannon him. has been excellent. Yeah, he's been I good. was wrong about him, at least through the first 10, 11 games. Yeah. I assumed he was going to be the same Marcus Cannon he always is. He's been great. Uh, Soldier's been great. Guys on the inside have been pretty good. I mean, they're run blocking well. They're doing a lot of things very well, and I thought that might be something that would give them some trouble. Now, the real test is going to be coming up in about a month, and that's when they go to Denver. Well, here's that. And they got to deal see, with that's part Miller. of my other uh, rebuttal to that. And it's not a it's a who have they semi played? rebuttal. Yeah, really. Who they played? This well, movie. Arizona has a good pass rush. That was early in the year. That's well, not, I know it is. Yeah. They throw a good pass rush. Yeah, I know. But you know, they they rolled Garoppolo out a lot. Garoppolo threw on a run a lot of times in that game. I think. You know, they did, they did some things in that game. You can do some things to, you know, yeah, did the first some things, game. you know. You did know? some things will be. But after that. Since Brady's been back. Ben, Bengals have a pretty good pass rush. Yeah. They do. Yeah. It's Bengals. Tom, you yeah. can't just say it's this team, it's that team, it's yeah. this team. Now, the Steelers, you got a point there. The Bills, I think, have decent pass Steelers, rushes. Seahawks, Bills. Bills shut them out once. The other time, different game, different quarterback. That's mm-hmm. they, you know that shutout was a, you know that wasn't real the the Patriot team that everybody really knows. No sure. Gronkowski, then no uh, no Brady. But the problem with the p- team against the Seahawks wasn't that Brady was getting rushed. It had nothing to do with that. It was mm-hmm. the defense letting Wilson do whatever right. he wanted to and them keeping the ball away. I thought right. the offensive line looked great against Seattle. I'll tell you what though, for the most part, I'll tell you what, keep an eye on this Gronkowski injury. For something that is reported as quote unquote not serious, okay. Mm. He's just not around. Yeah. I don't think he had a punctured lung, do you? I don't know. I'm not. I can't. He came I, back out in that game and played I I, almost the that, whole rest of the game. People have come back out in, in games with, with worse injuries than that and played. And then all of a sudden after the game, they realize, oh, then they're done for the year. Here's what I think happened. I think he had the wind knocked out of him because that looked like the type of hit that would do that. Maybe a cracked rib, maybe something along those lines. Mm. 
and it was tough to breathe, and he couldn't breathe for a few seconds, and he was on the ground gasping, and maybe he came to the sideline and thought, oh, man, I think maybe something's wrong with my luck because he got the wind knocked out of him, and it probably doesn't happen to him all that often. Mm-hmm. And then that cir- circulated around. He might have a punctured lung. Oh, he might have, you know. That report came out late. You know, late on Monday. And then it got immediately refuted by out, Adam Schefter. Yeah, I know. I mean, so. They're arguing over two different, you know, two different things. So two different, you know, sources. Um, I, I, you know, <laughs> I'd say his injury is somewhere between the chest and the lung. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I can't say In my for professional sure. opinion. I, would <laughs> I can't say for sure. Yeah. Something's wrong that they have to keep him away from the media and the team. Okay. Can't let him fly. All right? So, that's serious Wouldn't enough. put him on the fungwa. That's exactly. It doesn't exist anymore. Right. With that, that, you know, no Greyhound trip. Mm-hmm. Didn't leave the driving to somebody else. No Sella. No nothing. Yeah. Could not fly. Not going anywhere. Yeah, you know. All right. Maybe it's, is something like that going to heal in a week? I don't know. But you, you're, you, you said the other day, they don't need him for three games. I know. They really don't. They really don't. Uh, Tom King, 25 years ago. 25 years ago. Hold on a second. I was nine years old. Yeah, 25 years ago. What, yeah, I was 113. Was 1989. Okay. 25. Wait a minute. That can't be right. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. No, yes, it was, it, ni- it was no, 1989 was the first one. The sequel came out in uh, 1991. 1990. The sequel? We're talking a movie? No. I'm talking about... Got me. The oh, best video song? football game of all time. Oh, see, uh, Tecmo uh, Bowl. You ever heard uh, of Tecmo nah, Bowl? Nah, uh, doesn't even yeah. know Tecmo. That is old yeah. right there, folks. There's old, and there's doesn't even remember Tecmo Bowl. No, I didn't play video games. I know. I never even looked at them. I never even watched their commercials. I don't do anything with it. Nothing. I love how proud you are of it. I know. Well, because I don't sit in front of a TV all day. I don't sit in front of the TV you know? all day, you guys. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a man. I have responsibilities. That's uh. right. You know? can't say read a book either. Right. <laughs> I just sit. I just sit and stare into space. If you went to college in uh, I didn't, though. time when these things were around, I you would have been a video game you know? guy. I'm pretty sure about now, that. I, I, I'm now, pretty sure you would video, have. I was not a video. I, I stayed <clears throat> away from video games. There were video games, you know, and arcades and stuff like that. There was a T. Uh, what was it? The, the video, there was video games that you could play on your TV that were like ping pong, stuff like that. You know, tennis pong? Yeah. Pong. It was just yeah. called Pong. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. play that either. No, I, just, I didn't do any of that stuff. Not uh, a game, not a game guy, you know. Yeah, I was never a game guy. So that's too bad. Yeah, I know. Games are cool. Yep. Nope. Didn't do it. I think. No. I mean, obviously, I heard of Madden. That's the biggest one. Right. You know, how much money did John Madden make off of that? With that, they'd be able to use a his name lot. for that. A lot. That's incredible. Yeah. That's just incredible. Maybe they should do a video game and name it King. What do you think? What do what's the game going to be about? I don't know. <laughs> you, you control an old guy with a microphone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Two guys back and forth talking on the radio. This is the music. This is it. Is that? I see, I never this is the Tech Mobile music. music. Yeah, I never heard uh, that music. <laughs> never heard that music. Now you ought to get that as one of our leading, uh, one of our uh, uh, intros. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Tim Neverett will join us.
The Patriots are looking to bounce back from the loss to Seattle when they head west to San Francisco on Sunday to play the 49ers. Kickoff for the game is at 425. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, inviting you to join me in the Coors Light Girl 